This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Steve Westfeld. He's an entrepreneur, and we're going to talk about how AI can be used in these new entrepreneurial endeavors. And Steve uses AI in sports betting, and we're going to talk about all about this. Again, none of this is financial advice, but I'm really happy to talk about the future of AI in sports and talk about entrepreneurs in this space. So Steve, welcome. Hey, good to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you have an interesting story about how uh, turning adversity into advantage and, um, you know, kind of lay the groundwork, how you started your company. And um, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Yeah, so I um, was a sports fan kind of all my life. And when sports betting became legal in my state, I think it was back in 2020, I started kind of looking, um, looking at it and playing around a little bit and didn't really have any idea what I was doing. And I started, I got on Google one day and I was like, man, there's gotta be places out there or, or, or places where people sell picks or they sell like, Hey, I think this team is going to do better than, than this team. And I, I didn't know what I was looking for at the time, but it's called kind of the sports handicapping industry. And the other thing I didn't know is that it is fraught with crooks and cheats and people who will say anything they can to take your money and sell you their garbage picks. Mm. So I, I was young and naive and I started, um, you know, subscribing to this one service and they uh, claimed that they would, uh, that, that they had this really good win percentage. They were winning like 50, 55 to 60% of their bets against the spread which it, which is a profitable model, and so I bought into their entry entry level package for, I think it was a couple thousand dollars, and I started winning, and I started winning all the time, and for I don't know four, five, six weeks, I was doing well. I had already basically won back my initial investment, and I was like, man, there's something to this, and I can maybe kind of become a full time sports better. Mm. So they <clears throat> they went on this super hot streak right when I went in. And they knew how to leverage it. And they put the screws to me as far as sales tactics. And they said, Hey, we had, you know, we know you've been doing well. We have this next tier package up. It's like $70,000, but you get the, the most premier of the premier picks. You get access for a full year. There's only a handful of people in the country who even have access to these. And if you thought how you won before was good, well, we will win way more with this new package. And I, I did the math and I looked and I was like, man, if what they're claiming is true, then there is certainly some money to be made here. And I um, looked at their win record on the, the package I had bought and I was profitable and I was like, okay, let's do it. So I bought in um, and it, you know, I, all said and done, I was about $70,000 into this thing and their track record absolutely went into the toilet from pretty much from that moment on and fast forward a year or a year and a half 
and it was not a profitable service at all. It was actually a total joke. It was probably, you know, some guys who had really, really good sales tactics who were just sitting there guessing on how they thought thought, thought games would go. And long story short, I was I was out the initial money. I was out the initial fee. And so I was like, man, I can stink and do this better than these guys. Like I can make a better model to predict sporting games. Um, I, I And I had to figure out a way to get my money back. So I started coding up this algorithm that, that we've now um, kind of coined as Remy. And it, it's an AI algorithm that analyzes data points on all kinds of, of games. And uh, Remy started doing really well. And I started winning uh, a lot at sports betting. I actually won enough that three sports books have, have banned me or blacklisted me from playing with them. Uh, because I'm no longer a welcome customer and uh, Remy continues to, to do pretty well. It's, it's um, hovering between um, 55 and 56% right now uh, is the track record. And, and it, any sports better would know that anything over 52% against the spread is going to be profitable or 52.4%. And um, you know, Ve- Vegas was built on this one to two to 3% margin and uh, that's that, that's what the algorithm so far seems to have uh, against the spread. And so we created this company called Leans.ai, and we uh, sell the the data that Remy produces to subscribers. They can sign up free for 30 days, check it out, and uh, see what Remy says about about the games going on today. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, um, just kind of the use of AI in our you know, basically, are you going to be, is AI going to be like kind of, uh, you know, someone people use as the cheat the system, kind of like, you know, card counting back in, you know, when 21, I think the movie 21, that was mm-hmm. really in like the MIT blackjack team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, going to be interesting to what, you know, creative entrepreneurs kind of come up to beat the house especially you know uh you take vegas money they're gonna start um start uh screaming and yelling so <laughs> yeah yeah they they definitely pay attention to how much you win from them and if you win too much they definitely cut you off <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so it's interesting so um you know we'll talk you know again we're just talking and these are just concepts you know this is not um advice or anything these are you know very risky things but um yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are there are a lot of ways to lose a lot of money sports betting that is for sure <laughs> yeah yeah um so a little bit uh this is interesting ai and sports betting and in your journey with lean's ai you know what made you come up with Re- is how did remy come up with that name and and how have you seen ai machine learning revolutionizing this field and what makes your algorithm stand out in predicting these outcomes yeah, so the the name Remy actually came from my sister in law, and everyone heard it for the first time, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. It's it's simple, it's short, it's sweet, um, and it it just seemed to fit really well, kind of with the brand we were building. But as far as the AI itself, you know, AI is is fascinating. Um, it's it's certainly a love hate. I mean, you can get on chat GPT and you can type in some stuff and it will give you amazing answers. And then you can type in another question and it will give you absolute trash garbage for an answer. So I I think AI has a long ways to go. Uh, But one of the fascinating things about it is it is void of human emotion or bias, at, at least in the sports betting realm. And so one of the things that we've seen is, is, you know, if I'm, 
if I'm a human sports handicapper or a human sports better, and I look at a game and I try to make a, a predict, prediction on how that game is going to trend, I'm going to pull on my own history of uh, experiences and maybe emotion on whether I like one team versus another team or whether I like one coach versus another coach and certain situations. And I'm going to pull on all of these kind of emotionally biased things to weight my prediction towards this game. And all of that is fraught with all kinds of different layers of bias. I mean, my, my memory is not perfect of my own experience. My memory is not omniscient. So it doesn't remember everything about these coaches and everything about these games, mostly because I wouldn't have even learned it. And human bias is all throughout that equation. AI on the flip side is, is void of human emotion or bias. And, you know, obviously you can have humans are training this. And so you can start to have bias in some of the training methods or, or things like that. But typically the, the human emotion is stripped out of it. And so what we've seen is that AI tends to be far more consistent uh, over the long period of time than emotional humans at predicting how, how a game is likely to trend. And that's one of the big advantages that we've found. Uh, a, a lot of people don't know this, but when Vegas sets a line on a game, they are not trying to predict the outcome of a game. They are trying to split money evenly on both sides of that line because they know if they can get half the money on one side and half the money on the other side, then they'll take their little cut uh, called juice and they'll walk away and they'll profit regardless of how the game goes. What we're trying to do is we are trying to actually predict how likely it is for a team to win a game down to the, to the hundredth of a percent. And so anytime that we see that the game analytics don't match the uh, line that has been set by Vegas, where they're trying to split money, then that creates a lean or an advantage to one side of that line or spread. And, and that's how we've built our whole business model. Mm, interesting. I've, I've always found these um, markets very interesting, especially uh, hedging, arbitrage. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, where does all of this fit? Because I've heard of this new um, area called prediction markets. And um, it's, I mean, it sounds like sports betting is kind of one aspect of prediction mark because you can like, I know there's people predict, um, you know, uh, I'm not sure, I don't, I don't want to say gambling, but they're trading on like the climate, they're trading on interest mm -hmm. rates, you know, who's going Elec to elections. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's huge markets for uh, uh, all kinds of elections, presidential elections and house and Senate and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very fa like I said, very fascinating and um, just kind of the arbitrage. Um, and uh, I've always been fascinated with, um, you know, people and making a living in Vegas, like professional poker <laughs> players and just, you know, uh, it's, it's really fascinating to me. Um so uh, the other question is um, insider insights. And you mentioned, you know, human behavior in sports is, you know, uh, predictable. Can you elaborate on how this predictability plays a crucial role in your AI algorithm success in sports analytics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's the, <laughs> there's the common saying that um, be careful of history because it tends to repeat itself or, or some flavor of, of that <laughs> saying. And it, it's amazing how often um, something pops up and humans behave exactly the same way, just in general. And then you start to confine that more to sports where I put, you know, a defined boundary on it, like a court or a sideline uh, or a stadium, you know, like a baseball field. I put walls all around it and foul ball lines. 
then I put the players in a confined time. So, you know, I've got a, a clock on the game that's running the whole time. And then I put rules around how the game is played. And I put officials to enforce those rules and make sure those rules are followed. And when you start to put that level of constraints on human behavior, it becomes incredibly repeatable time and time again on how uh, humans behave in certain scenarios and how things start to trend. And you could start to look for patterns. And that's actually one of the things that AI is fantastic at is, is pattern recognition, recognition over a long period of time. And so um, it, it's phenomenal to me to see what the, what the AI comes up with and then see how it's, it's better than me for sure at, at picking how a game is likely to trend and, you know, situations will show up and humans um, are just repeatable and, and even coaches too. I mean, you think about coaches with their, their job on the line, they are more likely to go with what's been done a thousand times before and not have to answer questions about it than they are to do something absolutely crazy and, and risk their job. And so time and time and time again, um, sports tend to be repeatable. And then one of the other things that we look at is this concept we call score fidelity, where it's, it's the scoring mechanism of a sport. And if you think about hockey, if there's five or six goals um, typically scored in a game and a goal is scored, then that's a one out of six chance of a single scoring play changing the outcome of a game or like an 18% chance. But on basketball, if I have 230 points scored in an NBA game and somebody hits a three-pointer, that's like that's three divided by 230 or that's a 1.3% chance of a single scoring play changing the outcome of a game. So we, we also look at, at, at just how volatile um, sports are and kind of random they are based on their inheritive scoring mechanisms and are a lot of points scored or are just a couple of points scored and build all that into the predictions as well. Yeah. Interesting. Talk about ethics and legality um, and what advice you'd offer to new seasoned um, about navigating the ethical legal aspects and how to do so responsibly. Yeah. Do you, do you want to go down the AI road or the sports betting road? Cause they're two very different answers. Oh, um, oh, let's do um, AI because AI is okay. Kind of, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I am the absolute wrong person to ask on that, and the reason why is uh, I've seen enough things with AI to be terrified of where we're going to be in five to ten years. So I try to put blinders on that far out and only focus on kind of what we have in front of us now. I am certainly not a good policy guy when it comes to to long term vision on how to bound this thing. Yeah. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I, I, um, I think it's powerful. I think it's scary. I think it's dangerous. And I really hope that um, we're able to get the right people investing it, the right people putting guardrails on it. And, uh, and we use it for good because there are, there is a lot of bad stuff that can come from using it the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, like I said, uh, AI is uh, just in its infancy, and I've just I've seen it used in so many cases this year, and um, it's just incredible. And it's almost without a doubt, it's something's gonna happen where you got to put guardrails. It's like social media, and you know all these. Um, uh, the other question follow up is future of AI in sports, and how do you see AI machine learning continuing to shape the landscape of sports? 
vetting and handicapping? And what are some emerging trends or strategies that you believe will become significant in the near future? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, One of the things that we've noticed is, so AI tends to work best when it has mountains of data. And it, the more almost seemingly the more data you put into it, the better, the better within reason. <laughs> However, this last year, we saw two fascinating things happen in sports. So in baseball, we saw the, the pitch clock get uh, brought up from the minor leagues. It was implemented in the major leagues for the first year. And our algorithm absolutely sucked for April, the whole month of April when it first when it was first exposed to the pitch clock because it was seeing patterns and trends that it had never seen before in the past. And, you know, that plays out in all kinds of ways, like the, the pitcher can't go to first as many times, or, you know, base bases getting stolen were up. And then you start to get the California rule and extra innings was also in there. And, and when it's looking at data from, from the past, and then it's looking at what it's seeing now, it's kind of a mismatch or it's kind of apples to oranges just because of these these subtle differences. I mean, even, even high-pressure situations with the pitch clock, some people perform amazing and some people perform terrible. And it like put a, a microscope on those little instances and, and lit a, a fire under it and just created all of these outcomes that we were not there that the AI was not prepared for. And it took about two months for the AI to kind of figure out how to start to predict baseball games mm. once a new thing was thrown in, like the pitch clock. We saw the same thing this fall with the NBA in-season tournament where all of a sudden uh, two nights a week, I think it was two nights a week, games actually matter in November and December and teams actually play hard and teams actually play defense. And that's different than any year previously where game, you know, games do not matter at all really in November or December and it threw the AI off. And so um, one of the things that, that I think I could predict going forward is that as long as sports tend to stay kind of the same and tend tend to stay, you know, fairly repeatable, the AI is going to be pretty good at predicting that. But as soon as a wrench gets thrown in or rules get changed or this or that, or the other gets changed, it's definitely going to take a a minute for the AI to kind of start to figure out what, what is this new thing I'm seeing and how can, how can I learn from it? And I think it, I think it's the same thing um, just with AI in a, in a broader context is if it's seeing things that it's seen before, it's, it tends to be pretty good. And as soon as you throw something new at it or slightly tweaked at it, uh, it can be worse than it, than it can be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how the, um, how this whole, um, this whole world adapts and change the AI because it's going to be disruptive. Um, I'm sure they're going to, you know, their profit margins are going to shrink and see how they adjust. And um, how can people find out more about you? Yeah, so uh, the the website that we have is leans.ai, L-E-A-N-S dot A-I. And uh, you can come see exactly how the algorithm is performing at, at predicting these sports games. Um, we cover the four major pro sports in the U.S. plus college basketball and college football. And if you want to see what Remy says about the games today, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial and give it a go. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, let's thank Steve for coming on. Uh, like I said, really turning uh, adversity to an advantage in this new burgeoning field, prediction markets, um, you know, in particular sports betting and how AI is going to fit into all of this. Uh, really interesting. Be sure to follow him on all of his socials. These will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast.
You got it. Thank you for having me.